Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It's another episode of Not Too Taboo, where we talk about everything we're not supposed to. <laughs> Joining me today is my lovely boss, Gretchen Christine Rossi. Hi, honey. Hi, guys. Do you realize that this is probably one of the only times that we actually get to catch up? I know. It's so crazy. Do we even have pillow talk? So Last night, legit, we talked for at least an hour before we went to sleep. Uh, no, it was two hours. It was two? Yeah. We, we got to that point where you were an hour and like 15 in. I wasn't looking at the clock. <laughs> and then she goes, are you, are you still awake? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I just kind of signal. She's like, yes, honey. I'm, 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 I'm good. Yeah. I was really proud of you, though, because normally at that time of night, you will go to sleep like no matter what. And you stayed up to, to talk. Yes, honey. I was highly engaged. I was very proud but, of you because but, there was a lot to catch up on because we haven't like talked in like two weeks or it's something. It's true. But, but the truth of the matter is for our listeners, I also got in trouble yesterday. Oh, you got in big trouble. I made a really stupid, insensitive comment. It came out the wrong way. It's not what I meant to say. And what's funny is like, you don't normally do that. Like normally you are really good about stuff like that. And you never say like insensitive comments and you really hurt my feelings to the point, you guys, where I legit like would not get back in the car with him. And I walked away and I cried. Yeah, she walked home. And I walked home. I took the baby. She walked home. We were hiking out on the Back Bay Trail by our house. And I literally was like, I'm leaving. And I just like <laughs> went for a walk. And I was- Yeah, it was a big trouble. Yeah. I tried to make up for it though. You did. It was pretty cute. So he didn't have like flowers or anything. So I come downstairs and he had pulled out. <laughs> well, well, come on. We should, I want everyone's opinion. They need to like give you something on social with the impact of this. I was desperate. <laughs> Literally desperate. So he goes into my closet of wonders. And I guess he pulled, were those poker chips? Yeah, they were poker chips. So he pulls out poker chips, you guys. And he spells out, I'm sorry, boo, with poker <laughs> chips on our dining room table. <laughs> surrounded by bows. Yeah, surrounded by bows. Because I, I found some extra bows in the closet. So it was very sweet and anyway. very cute. And, it, and I couldn't help but laugh and then not be mad at you anymore. So thank God. I love you for this. And thing. I stayed up and engaged for two hours. Yeah, and then good, and then you made up for it because you engaged with right. me for two hours. Because I love you, because I love you so much. Yeah, you know our next guest. I'm excited to chat with him because because we never get to see him. Well, a because we never get to see him, but also because of the fact he's super talented and smart. Oh my, I'm clearly not going to be able to get through my <laughs> my comment. And he just married a really cool girl. Well, no, because I we should talk to him about like what he do, what does he do when he gets in trouble with his woman, his wife. Now she I. And we know her, by the way. Yeah. I had a very pointed conversation with her in uh, Phoenix, in Scottsdale, yeah. Yeah. when we were out there. I, Paul doesn't even know that. Well, they don't know oh, who the guest oh, is. Oh, sorry. Oh. you got to introduce <laughs> okay. the guest first. <laughs> uh, Gretchen, tee it up. Could you please introduce our guest? <laughs> okay, you guys. Our guest today is celebrity plastic surgeon, best known for appearing on the hit reality show, Botch. He's the father of three young boys and recently announced he and his wife, Brittany, are expecting their first child together, a girl. Yeah. Please welcome Dr. Paul Nassif. Yay! We have a very, very large audience, Dr. Nassif. I, I, I hear that audience. That's yeah, like a lot of yeah. people. We're, we're, this is a very popular show. Yeah. Let's do a little bit of backstory for all the audience. Okay. okay. Bring us bring us up to date, Gretchen. So we're going to bring everybody up to date, Dr. Nassif, because yes, pe people don't necessarily know that like we know each other, but they probably assume we know each other because of Housewives. But, so we have to take it all the way back to like Housewife days. So how we met Paul... 
was way back when he was with Adrian and they were on Housewives together. And I don't know if you guys remember this. Do you remember us meeting at Disneyland and going out like on a foursome date at Disneyland? Do you remember this, Paul? Probably not. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. Yeah. So they were well, at Disneyland and you were at Disneyland for the day, I think, with the kids. And then the kids went up to the hotel room and were oh, like- Oh, then we went and had dinner yeah. at- um, the yeah. California, that hotel in that uh, that steak restaurant. Yes, yes. And we came That's and met right. you there. And we had How the, the hell did you remember that? I don't know. I was thinking about it last night. And I was like, oh my gosh, remember when we like went to Disneyland to have dinner with them? And then the entire time Slade and I could not stop laughing because they were like the Bickersons the whole time. Remember? <laughs> like the yeah. entire time. It was so yeah. funny. But my- yeah. But yeah. He's like, He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I made that comment today though. What? Well, just because, you know, we, we, we've known Paul through that relationship and, mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've, we've only met Brittany a couple of times, but he's so settled. He's such a happier man. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Would I, you I say love, that, Paul? I love this Paul. Would you say that, Paul? Would you say that? Would you agree with me? Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Um, I mean, the point is, you know, when you're happy and I'm sure Adrian's a lot happier too. Um, yeah. And, um, but, you know, I'm lucky. I got blessed. I was able to actually you know, find the love of my life and now enjoy it and have fun. Yeah. So then it was fun for us because we've been friends for many years. And um, and then we were out in Arizona at an expo out there. And uh, Paul was out there for um, with his company, everything right. that he was doing. Well, he was one there, of the guest his... speakers. He was one of the, uh -huh. the principal guests. Oh, that's right. That thing we went to. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah in Arizona. Was, yeah. Gretchen was in expecting, Arizona, right? Had, uh... Yeah. I was hosting the event and you were out there promoting your skincare line. And then we met Brittany for yeah. the first time. And we just like totally fell in love with her. She was so sweet, so cool. And you could just tell how happy and in love. And Paul, you were telling us how happy and in love uh -huh. you were. And then I guess you had like a sideline conversation with Brittany. Is that is that what happened? I did. And what happened? Tell us the conversation. Well, we just talked about the 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 relationship. And I know that she was very excited about the potential of, you know, taking it to the next step, having that engagement happen. And, you know, she really wanted to be with Paul. Yeah. So I knew it was the right, the right thing. So Paul, when you met Brittany, I have a, I have an important question. When you first met Brittany, did you ever think to yourself, I want to have more children? Like before you met Brittany, did you think you wanted to have more children? Yeah, I already knew that. I'm oh, you did? That I, wanted have, I wanted to have, um, I mean, I wanted to have a girl. Oh, I love that. I, mean, I wanted to have another, not like a bunch of kids, but I wanted to have a girl Aww. and just to top off everything with the three boys. Yeah. And, um, and obviously that's what's happening now. Oh my gosh. That's so, so exciting, cool. isn't it? Because like, see, for instance, with Slade, he, you know, when he met me, he had no intention of having more children. Like he had had a vasectomy. Like he was, he thought he was done with having children. And so when he met me and that was something that was really important to me, I, that's why I asked the question is because I think sometimes, you know, people don't even realize that they are willing to do that or have more children or whatever until they find the right person and fall in love again. And then they're like, oh my gosh, like I could see myself having children with this person. But that's the key because I told you from the beginning, if it wasn't you, I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But because it was you and because I knew how amazing it would be to like have a child together and raise that child together, I was excited about the the thought of having a partner like you. But that's why I think it's interesting because it sounds like, Paul, you actually knew that you wanted to have more children and and in particular, a girl. And so then when you met Brittany, it's just like the, the universe aligned. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, Brittany is just a few years younger than me. <laughs> just a few. Yeah, so you, guys look, you guys look. You guys look like you're the same age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. There, I, I'm, I'm reversing. Honey, does that mean you're getting looking older, honey? <laughs> you know, he is a plastic surgeon, so he's got a little something in his favor here. You no, know? it's massive skincare, Gretchen. <laughs> that too. I love that his skincare, by well. the way. I do. Sure. You guys, I have used his skincare, and it's actually really legit so good. I absolutely love it. Just the other night, I pulled out your oil. Remember the oil that you put on I my just, hand? Yeah. And I was, I was just like, this stuff is like butter. It's like epic. But anyway. To the point where she said, why aren't you using it? You're looking old. <laughs> that's what she said to me. <laughs> no, but. Yeah, the hydrogen, it's, it's intense hydration. It does make you look younger. See, I do want to say something for the record though. Yeah. Um, I wanted a girl. We got a girl. And this was. Like right at the beginning when she said, let's try getting pregnant. And in my mind, I'm saying, you know, you know, do I need IVF? Do I need yeah. this? Do I need that? And we got so freaking lucky. I think I, I am going to kind of uh, say that she was extremely fertile. Yeah. Because I think there was a little bit of uh, action, maybe two, two days in a row. Yeah. And actually one of those hit. and. And then the next thing you know, she didn't have her period. And then we checked it. And next thing we know, she was pregnant. We didn't tell anyone for a long time. And then I found out it was a girl. Yeah. But that gender reveal, I was really happy. So Aww. this actually happened completely naturally. Naturally. I, that's funny you that's said that because that was the next question I was going to ask. Because, see, I think some people think, especially, like, if you're in the medical field, that, like, you're behind the scenes maybe doing IVF or, like, you know, spinning it or all the things that people, like, say that you can do. So did you have any of those rumors or any of those things being said about, like, what you guys did to have a girl? I think Adrian thought that automatically. Oh, interesting. Ah, yeah, IVF, you know. Um, so, nope, natural, natural, natural. Yeah. And wow. again, you know. That's amazing because, you know, we had a five-year journey. It yeah, took, uh, I, I it, know. It, I remember hearing about all yours. Uh -huh, five years, five guys, a couple test tubes. I had, no, <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. I, I take no credit. Yeah, it took five men to get me pregnant. <laughs> so, I mean, so this was, it was meant to be, it meant to happen. And uh, thank God she's about 20, 21 weeks. Oh, and that's great. And this point's going perfect. Thank God. Yeah, so, that's amazing. So speaking of when you, you mentioned Adrian, did she call and congratulate you or how did that go? I, th I think she did a call, text. I forgot what it was. Yeah. She's been you know, very nice to Brittany too. Good. I've and, seen uh, pictures of you guys out, the three of you, and, and then also Jacob. with Jacob. Yeah, that, was, so, that, was, yeah, that was a while ago. I forgot. Yeah. So do you, got, do you guys have a good cordial relationship now or how is it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Taking care of the kids, you know. Yeah. I mean, thank God it's it's good. And we, you know, especially, I mean, obviously we're constantly involved because of the kids. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, we get along. I mean, we're, you know, we, we had, a, obviously, as everyone in the world knows. Yeah. I had a horrible divorce. Yeah. And it was miserable. And thank God for the kids. You know, we finally came up and said, let's stop doing this and. Oh. It's not good to do that when you have children. And uh, thank God things are pretty, the kids are very well adjusted. So I'm, you know, everyone at this point, thank God, is happy. Good. And how are the boys about having a baby sister? 
They're very happy. Good. So now, so now Brittany's a twin, right? Identical twin. So she's an identical twin. Are your boys identical twins or no? Mm-hmm. So do, were you guys thinking that you might have twins? Mm, no. No? I didn't, I didn't think about it. No. I mean, it never even crossed my mind. So when we, you know, trying to get pregnant, it just didn't enter like, oh, we need to get twins. It just, I don't know why. It just didn't happen. <laughs> she's a twin. I have twins. You're right. It just didn't even occur to me. Though. Oh my God. I would totally be thinking that like first thing, like, am I okay? I'm, I'm having another baby. You what if I get two out of this? You were stressing about twins. <laughs> no, I wasn't stressing. I was just like, I don't know if I could handle one, let alone two. So I was just like, <laughs> God, <laughs> let me like try one out and make sure I don't like need to do the Amazon return button first <laughs> to see if I can do this. <laughs> and we found out we can't. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's so much work. I mean, yeah. I mean, so Paul, are you ready? To have like another baby, like go through the whole like sleep deprivation and like the whole thing again. How are you feeling about this? Well, I'm very happy about it. I mean, I'm excited. I'm ready to change a few diapers. Burper. I said few diapers. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, get, getting up at night. That's not good. I mean, I got to work. Yeah. So I kind of don't get up at night. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Night nurse might be in order. I, I won't be able you know, surgery and stuff. It's yeah. too yeah, that's so true. You have to be careful with that. That's so true. Well, I think I think you're going to have a blast. So, I mean, so Brittany is due in, is it October? October, right now I think it says October 19th. 19. Scorpio. No, the Scorpio doesn't happen until the 24th. <gasps> so I think she's, she's on the Libra. cusp. Is she a Libra then? Libra? Libra. 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 Yeah. So Slade's in my birthday. He's October 29th. I'm October 30th. So we're rooting for wow. one of those days. Wow, you got two yeah. Scorpios though. Yeah, two Scorpios. Oh, yeah. So you know how that can go. Oh, and it's something. Two Scorpios. Yeah, it is something. Um, okay, so how has the pregnancy been going for Brittany? Has she had like morning sickness? Like what's going on there? Constantly hungry. Yeah. She wants me around. So the point is when I go to work, she wants to come with me. She yeah. just want me to leave. Total, total like emotional, hormonal. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, the hormonal. Yep. 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 (laughs) Yep. Hormonal. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. Yeah. All of that happens for sure. And the and and yeah. I mean, it's just it's so interesting. So, what how what do you think is going to be different raising a girl versus a boy? I mean, obviously, (laughs) it's. I mean, it's be great for her because she gets to put her little dresses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, because she has a niece that she already you know loves doing all that stuff. But with me, I think having um, a little baby girl that you know that it's a girl, you're just going to completely react differently compared to boys. Yeah, but when they're babies, it's almost all the same to me. Yeah, you know, when they're babies, it's, it's like a little baby. But I just don't know. It's going to be kind of crazy and wild as the baby gets older. You know how that's going to be. Yeah, you know the whole protection thing uh-huh. and mommy's, you know, daddy's girl kind of thing. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, um, Slade, t- talk about your experience, the difference because you know Slade has two boys, yeah. and actually one of your boys' names are the same, Gavin. Yeah, I have a Gavin. And I've got Gavin and Grayson. And so your boys are 28 and now 20. 28 and 20, yeah. And, and they so, have a sister who's 10 months. Yeah. So yeah. 20 years later, after your last child, you're now having a baby. Yep. So talk, tell, tell Paul 
your advice for the difference between boys and girls? Well, I mean, I will tell you that this has been um, one of the best experiences, the fact that it's a little girl. And it is so very different than raising the boys. Um, and I don't know what it is. It, he he nailed it when he talked about the protection and wanting to, you know, be there in a way that, you know, mm -hmm. boys can be rough and tumble. Yeah. And with little girls, you just want to just hold them tight. Yeah. You know, and she's so sweet um, and loving. Yeah. Which, again, the boys, you didn't get that same reaction from them necessarily. So it is it is very different emotionally being a girl dad. Yeah. And I've had so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the boys are mad, but I just said, you guys were not that much fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, but wait, why weren't the boys fun? I don't It's like, just, it's hard to explain. It's just very, very different. And the way that a little girl looks at her dad yeah. is just different. Yeah. The boys can be being different. Interesting. You know, she's not. She's very engaged and like, you know, when she wants her daddy, she wants her daddy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool. You're going to enjoy it. Like, it really has been such an incredible experience. That's right. 10 months, you said now? 10 months, she'll be 11 months uh, in another week. 10th, yeah. 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 I can't believe she's going to be. And she's walking. I, yeah. I can't believe she's going to be a year old already. It's like, by the way, I mean, I know you know this, Paul, because you've had three kids, obviously, but the time goes by so quick. So like, you know, spend as much time as you can, you know, just with them every second. Because do you think you'll have more kids or do you think this is it for you? I think this is it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like your last hurrah. So just enjoy every last little minute of it. Um, Paul, talk to us about your business and how it was affected with COVID-19. Well, obviously, you know, I think everybody who's in the non-essential world uh, financially got shut down. So, I mean, the, there's good and bad to it. The bad, obviously, is, you know, you can't operate mm -hmm. and your business stops yeah. And you have to cancel a lot of patients for surgery. And that's not a good thing for anybody. Right. The patients, for me. Uh, and, you know, we're getting back on the horse now slowly in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> but from the aspect, you know, I continued all my Zooms like today. It's Tuesday's Zoom day and Skype day with patients. Yeah. I'm still doing Skypes. And uh, that was still very busy all the time. Patients, I'm wondering they can get surgery. But the positive thing, though, even though it really has nothing to do with business, was I actually, after 25 years or whatever it's been total, or 28 with, with, with um, studying and everything, I was able to take a pause in my life. Yeah. Hang out, with, hang out with the kids, stay at home, and I've learned to love it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, do you think you'll do more telemedicine? Do you think you'll do more consulting, you know, from oh, yeah. home? I mean, that's what we're trying to do. I'm yeah. already doing a lot of that anyway, because most of my patients are from out of California. Yeah. Out of the country, you know, um, internationally, out of the state. So I already do a lot of that. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like in your position, you're not just a surgeon, but you're also a partial therapist. You know, well, you got to do that with what we do. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. But that doesn't usually happen until after surgery. Or before sometimes too, but you know, it's. Wait, why after? Explain to me why after. I don't think I understand. Because when that. you do these complex surgeries uh, and they're swollen, you got to do a lot of hand holding. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are major the sixth, seventh, eighth rhinoplasty or a, re a sixth revision facelift or something. You know, they're swollen and, and there's longer healing periods. You know, it's harder surgery. And so you have to do a lot of hand holding. Yeah. It's not how the instant gratification. You no, know, it's, it's always hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then 
so, okay, so are you technically back reopened? Like your doors are open, people can come in and reschedule and do all that right now? Yeah, yeah. We're allowed to open up now, you know, yeah. especially a lot of the reconstruction. And um, and so most offices are slowly opening, but we can't, we're not doing all services. Yeah. Yet. I don't think, I think still the esthetician can't do some of her facials. You know, in LA, they've shut still a lot of things down. Yeah. So, and, and with everything that's going on right now with the protest, how, how are you being affected with that? Well, the office had a close yesterday at one. They've been told there's a riot up the street. They have to now get out. Um, I still, you know, I mean, I had a lot of reconstruction I had to do yesterday, but luckily there was nothing happening right where we were. They pushed it out of the city limits a little bit, but it's, you know, it's affecting, obviously. I mean, this is, I mean, you know, this unrest is, again, listen, you know, that's the whole thing where the protest, absolutely. Yeah. Riots. Right. No. No, no. It's so sad to see the destruction. I I had a couple friends um, on Rodeo Drive there in that area with businesses and just to see them post pictures of their windows being smashed in and just looted and completely destroyed. I mean, it's just heartbreaking. And and sadly, they're taking away from the point when they're doing that, you know? Okay, so then let's see. Um, what are this is a question? What are some of the biggest plastic surgery trends when COVID nineteen lockdown ends? I guess what you're saying is like the minute that the doors open back up again and there's no more restrictions. Yeah. What do you think the big trend is going to be? Like, what's happening in 2020 as far as a, a cosmetic surgery trend? I, I, I got to tell you, I think what's happening is everyone's going to go back when they do go back, and they're not running back but they're kind of maybe jogging back to a procedure it's gonna be just more botox i think in the beginning yeah. because like you know when you get home and you've been home for three and a half months and it wears out mm-hmm. you know like this kind of thing <laughs> right <laughs> like, what's happening? mine's my permanent um, <laughs> that look in my face is permanent <laughs> so, so i think i think but in regards to surgical nothing is really changing no everything is still going to be the same except i i think there might be a slow crawl to go back to surgery um, because people are, you know, one can be financially affected, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, or, you know, as, I mean, especially now what's going on, I mean, everyone just kind of, you know, still want to get over this. I mean, this is still a dangerous time yeah. where, you know, we, we can get a second, uh, second spike. Mm-hmm. And we're waiting to see what's going to happen. I think everyone's still being very cautious, but, Nothing has jolted yet, but I do think that the first thing, like all I know is that everyone wants Botox. I can tell you that for sure. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I haven't had Botox, can you tell, Um, for two years, (laughs) which is like so, so bad. But, you know, when I was going through IVF, I didn't do it during the IVF. And Mm -hmm. then I didn't do it while I was pregnant. And then I haven't, I didn't do it while I was breastfeeding. And then right when I was supposed to like go in and get it done at the beginning of this year, then this whole COVID thing happened. And I'm like, really? Like, yeah. why does this have to happen when I finally feel like I get a refresher and get to like look better after two years of not having it? So I will probably be one of your first like people ready. I'm 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 the runner. I'm yeah, running. Yeah, she'll to run you. to the office. You don't have any crow's feet. You don't have any frown lines. Oh my god, it's oh, it's so bad. It's so. It, thank you. It is not. Bad and I have and I have the worst bags under my eyes because. I don't sleep because of this child. So I need like fat grafting or something oh, crazy Jesus. like that under my eyes. I have a question for Paul. Yeah. What? So 
you're looking really, really good. <laughs> Are you picking Don't, up on Paul right now? <laughs> I'm always picking up on Paul. I love Paul. There you go. But you, I mean, you've always looked good. Now you look really, really, really good. <laughs> and and I I read somewhere that someone brought up the fact that you know you've you've obviously lost some weight, right? And you've gotten fit. And then they said that you talked something about excess skin around the jawline and neck. I never saw that. Like I don't I don't remember thinking that. Like when did that happen? Like what is that about? Because yeah, you just actually, uh, we saw you in Arizona. Was it two years ago? Um, yeah. Has it been two years? Yeah. Or a year and a half? It will be two years this summer. Yeah. So I had a neck lift. I went to a buddy of mine in uh, New York. Um, and I kind of, uh, made a little, you know, a little, yeah, a little bit around the ears and kind of did a little jaw and neck tightening. Really? Because remember Wait, I lost that? weight and so I lost weight. So I had all uh -huh. that extra skin here. So wait, okay. He didn't look like when, anything happened. It looks so you, good. I know you look really good, but tell me something. When you have a neck lift, when you say neck lift, does that automatically kind of include a facelift a little bit or no? Well, it does. I mean, the point is, I got to say, just doing an isolated neck lift alone, it really doesn't look great if you just do only neck solely. But uh -huh. if you bring the little incision around the ear, depending on what you want to have lifted, yeah. you know, minimum is jawline, but you can again go, that's like more of a mini lift, mm -hmm. or you can go, um, you know, all the way up and get, you know, the middle part of your face. As long as the doctor is doing it, like when I do a surgery, like the, my buddy who did mine, we both do the same type of lift. It's called a deep plane facelift, and that's what it's called. Right. And you, the goal is to have a beautiful, natural result. Yeah. And so with me, uh, I had more of a mini deep plane lift, and it tightened up my jawline and my neck. Uh-huh. So then, um, and why did you choose to go do that again? Is it because you had lost weight? Yeah, I lost weight a long time ago, and the skin was getting loose, and I hated the big waddle underneath my neck. Yeah. So doing yeah. a neck, a neck oh. lift. I still have 15 pounds to lose, doctor. Like, so see, we got to, I got to well, get this fixed. Well, whatever you have will go away on its own once you lose the 15 pounds. I hope so. You don't so. need anything. You're still too darn young. This really? is where the psychotherapy comes in. Do you know I'm 42 years of age? That's old. You look great. You look great. You don't need anything. You're still very tight. Yeah, see, sweet. every doctor tells you no. I love it. I know. It. I hate it. Uh, doctor, I've gone in to see like six different doctors and <laughs> nobody will say do no. surgery on me. <laughs> I've tried to get my nose done. I've tried to get all... You're and crazy. everyone's like, no. I'm like, no. really? You guys suck. <laughs> um, okay, can we talk about the fact? Um, wait, okay, I have one more question about your surgery. How were you as a post patient? <laughs> like, were you like how were you? How did you do it? You were horrible. I, I drove Brittany crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is with men, but when men get sick, they are such babies. It's like unreal. I'm never sick, but when I am, I go big. <laughs> yeah, he's bad. Yeah. Um, that's funny. I agree. Yeah. So, okay. Now, uh, let's talk about the fact that Brittany is, is it 29 years younger than you? There's no way. 28. There's no way. You look at them standing next to each other. There is no way there's that gap. I know. There's I know. no way. That's amazing. Okay. So talk to me about that. What, how is that? Now I was with a man that was 23 years, my senior. Yeah. And it worked out great for me. Like it was totally like, I didn't, it, I never well, saw the age difference. You didn't see it though, but be honest. There was, there was some insecurities though, because physically when you got, saw each other together, you could tell that there was an age gap. Well, because people he, made comments that upset. Well, yes, but he was, but it's because he was like full white hair, full white beard. So like, but they yeah, thought he, he was your dad. 
yeah, like he obviously looked older than me, but I'm talking about the actual relationship itself. Like I never, I never was like with him and felt like, oh my God, he's 23 years older than me. Like it was never even a question. So like, there's no way you could tell there was an age difference between Brittany and Paul. No, not, not that big of an age difference at all. They look really good. They're they're like, you're a cute couple. Yeah. We, we actually, I mean, the thing is luckily I don't look my age. Yeah. Um, and now I even look a little bit better. So yeah. And that's, I think, more genetics than my family from my father. My father, like when he died, was 99. And he looked great. Uh, and, you know, and he looked great all the way up to when he got sick. Uh, and, and then she looks mature. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't look like a little girl. Yeah, yeah. You know, so she looks, especially when you're dressed up in the makeup, she, she looks, you know, mature. I don't want to say an older yeah, age. Yeah, you can't say older. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, the, the blend just, you know. Yeah. And then for me, the uh, the side of us getting along and the gap, there really is no gap. I mean, the point is, it's from day one when we got together, we had fun, we enjoyed the conversation. There wasn't like, okay, I'm up here and she's way down here. Right. Nothing like that. I mean, obviously, life experiences are going to be a little bit different. I've you know, yeah. been through a lot more. Uh, yeah. But other than that, you know, and then when you're with someone, you learn more and more and kind of follow in those footsteps. So just by being with me for a couple of years, I mean, she was, you know, the maturity level escalates. Yeah. Well, mine went the other way. What do you mean? The longer I'm with Gretchen, the more immature I become. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on. tell It's true. It's true. That's true for me. I just become more of a baby still overall. Yeah, like, that's true. Well, you and I have a nine-year age difference, and I certainly, like, clearly I'm the more mature one in this clearly. relationship. <laughs> um, Without a doubt. <laughs> no, but you know what's interesting for me? I actually really love having older men in my life or, you know, with Jeff, he was 23 years, you're nine years. I actually love it because I got to tell you, like you're talking about this experience. He, that like age difference really helps ground me because when I am super stressed out about life or like something's happening or something's going on because you guys have had more life experience and you know how to deal with things. Like you guys are my calm. Yeah. We're in the, my, cal- yeah, we're the in calm my, in your freaking storm. In my crazy there. storm and yeah. my crazy like meltdown or whatever it is. So that for me has been like, I, I love that. I love that age difference, you know, and I'm, and I'm sure that that, you know, is good for Brittany too. If she, you know, has somebody that has experience and especially like with having kids, like Paul, like literally you're going to see like the things that are going to freak her out or she's going to be like, you know, oh my gosh, what's happening? You're gonna be like, ah, it's fine. You know, like this happens all the time. Like you have been through all that. So it's, it's going to be really nice for her to have somebody that's had three kids and been there and done all that. So that's true. Okay. So I have one other question or I have a couple questions regarding some plastic surgery things. Um, do you feel like Wait a second, are you using this podcast as a free <laughs> consultation? Yeah, Gretchen? exactly. No, do you feel that a lot more men, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. Obviously, a lot of women get plastic surgery, right? Like people know that, whatever. But do you feel like a lot more men are starting to embrace plastic surgery and do plastic surgery? Or do you think that there's always been a lot of men doing plastic surgery and they're just not as vocal about it? What's the percentage? You know, I, I, I think it's the, I think it's the, the, the um, first statement you made. I think that more and more men are doing it. Yeah. But again, we're talking about more non-invasive procedures, whether it's, you know, PRP injections in the scalp for hair growth, a little bit of Botox, maybe a little bit of filler in their cheeks or the temples, you know, just a little bit. Um, the surgical wise, you know, a little bit of an upper eyelid lift, 
yeah. or get, doing something with the neck. It is more and more common because one, more people are doing it. It's out, you know, especially when people discuss it all the time. And then, of course, on our show, we try to really, you know, talk about everything, the good and the bad, you know, uh, mm-hmm. about plastic surgery. Um, I think it brings it to the forefront. I, I think it's just overall more men are doing it, more yeah. accepted. Yeah. So yeah. The, Gretchen probably hasn't seen this particular episode of Botched. Yeah. But there's um, an individual that literally looks like a living Ken doll. Yeah. Right. No, I saw that one. Yeah. Was he, and he was making his own implants, implants right? I think that was in our like, first season or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. One of your first seasons. Yeah. Do guys literally come in and want to have like pec implants or calf implants? Are people actually doing that or is that on the, the extreme? No, that's extreme. I mean, there are people that because I want them. I want them, which is why I'm asking. I want them. <laughs> no, he wants a he wants a pectile. What's the thing called? They're pecs. A pectile. No, no. What? What's the thing down there? What do they call it? <laughs> Not a penis, but a what's penis the thing? Implant. Are you wanting me to get a penis penile, enla- penile. penile enlargement? Uh, he wants a penile enlargement. <laughs> he wants the pump. Which... <laughs> gonna, oh, maybe I need this, the pump. You guys are gonna get into a nice fight after this. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man! It, no, it's it's actually everyone knows that I have the standard joke about how Gretchen and I got together because <laughs> oh, she literally made that comment: "Give me twelve inches and make it hurt." <laughs> and you know what I happened? Know, I already know that whole joke, right? <laughs> I'm sure, it, but he it has. took me three times in a shoe. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I, I, I know that one, but I. Don't <laughs> No, <laughs> trust me. If he got a penile I- Im- implant, I would be in big trouble. Okay, that's enough. Con- yeah, you would because I want to make sure that I was getting my use out of it. <laughs> no, that would not be good for me. <laughs> yeah, funny. don't have Paul give me new equipment and then put it on the sidelines. That's all I'm saying. So, Paul, you guys are six seasons of botch. Is that correct? Yes, we're right wow. now airing the sixth season now on Mondays. It's so, so wild because we were, you know, we remember all the way back in the day when this was going to happen. Terry, yeah. Terry was showing me the sizzle. Yeah, we, yeah. We talked about way it before, before it got picked it up. Got picked up. Yeah. So, could you have ever imagined that the show would be six seasons in like this? I think after, like the middle of the first season when it was airing, and it was so cool and good, and everyone loved it. I had a feeling that this can go a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it has all the different aspects of. Uh, you know, a show, you know, docu-reality that's fun. You know, it's got the surgery. It's got the good things. It's got the crazy things. It's got, you know, the, you know, the, him making fun of me and the, the bromance <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So, so I, freaking I Terry, though. All of it, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's a fantastic show. And I think this can go a long time. I would yeah. hope. Yeah. 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 I think Terry making fun of you is just pro- projection. I mean, how do you feel about that? Like, does it ever, like, is that just part of the <laughs> shtick or does it ever get, <laughs> does it ever get to you? Like him making fun of you? Are you okay with it? Like, did, has he ever said anything that's actually like legitimately hurt your feelings? Oh yeah. No, I'm, well, I mean, obviously it's three reactions. One, or f- maybe four. One, I laugh at it because some of the damn things are funny. Yeah. So I actually laugh that, at That it. was nice of you. That was yeah. nice of you. <laughs> Two, say, okay, enough of that. I'm sick of hearing it. Three, all right, you know, that was really stupid. Four, that's, you should not be talking about that in front of folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have reactions, you know, then five is I just ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Well, the so- th- here, to, to Terry's credit, I mean, Terry's Terry. Well, I mean, he's funny. he's always done that, right? He, I mean, he does it to me. Yeah, at least no, he did when he ta- when he was talking to me. No, he, he's a comedian. This guy, I mean, 
he's he's naturally he's a witty, funny yeah. guy. Yeah, very witty, very he funny, yeah. a little obnoxious, you know, of course. Oh yeah. And then, um, um, now, how did you guys meet? Tell tell the audience how you and Terry even know each other. Yeah, we oh, met forever. Yeah, that was before I was married. Um, my mom and my sister went to his office in Orange County, Newport, and then we met this funny doctor, and it was Terry Debro, and they. I met him on the phone, and then when I got to L.A., I think he I, then he ended up coming work in my office when we opened up in '99. Wait, he, he worked patients. for you? Not for me. He worked. Oh. He came to see patients in my office. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, he came down for a while, and then we all went. You know, we went out a few times, double dates. Uh, that was crazy. You know, we talk about bickering there, Ooh. right? I think <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we were doing we were fighting in the middle of our dinners. Um, <laughs> and, um, we've still been to those her. dinners. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. So yeah, so we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Um, speaking of your mom, you were recently on Meet the Frasers, and you broke down during that psychic reading um, when he started talking to you about your mom. Is that correct? Did that, and also with the Hollywood medium. I yeah. Broke oh, down. yeah, with Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, I missed my mom. Two thousand. To right when I got married, a few months after is when she passed. Oh, you know, no. um, the, sorry the first about that. And uh, you know, still really feel, especially Mother's Day. Yeah. Uh, and right when she passed was around May, right around Mother's Day. So that was just not too long ago. So of course, yeah. very. You know, it, it still affects me. Still miss my parents. You know, I don't have them yeah. anymore. My father also passed, so it's hard. Yeah. Okay, so talk to us about um, some of the most shocking and emotional cases that you have seen, let's say, on Botched. I'll give you one. There was a lady, I think, back in season three or four, uh, Lucy. She came in. She was on a, a moped in Italy, and she ran into a wall and destroyed her nose. Then she went back east to Boston, somewhere in Harvard, I think, trying to have it fixed. It just didn't go as great as she wanted to. And I saw her, but there was a weird symptom she was having. So I ordered a CT scan of her nose just to see what was happening. And it showed she had three aneurysms, blood vessels that were about to pop in her brain. Oh, my God. And luckily, we found it, diagnosed it, got her treated by a great doctorate in Boston and Harvard. Uh, and then she came back, did her surgery. In the meantime, she had a daughter that was autistic that she wasn't doing a lot of stuff with because she didn't want to leave the house. So the whole wow. thing was just a beautiful story because we wow. ended up saving her life, fixing her nose, fixing, wow. helping her daughter. Wow. Just a Isn't beautiful that story. Wild? Yeah. That is a beautiful story. And actually, you know what's interesting about that story is that just goes to show that things always seem to happen for a reason. Like, like the tragedy of like running into a wall and, and having a problem with your nose literally Saved ended up life. saving your life. Like. Isn't that wild? Because like sometimes <clears throat> people sit around and go, why me? Why does this happen? Whatever. But like in that circumstance, it actually ended up saving her life. Well, but that's that's also why I said at the beginning of this, you know, the emotional impact, the work that you guys do is so important. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's far beyond, and that's what I like about Botched. It is far beyond just, you know, cosmetic-based procedures. Right. People that are looking to beautify. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some really challenging and difficult cases that they that they deal with whether it was an actual botched surgery whether it was medically necessary and it didn't go right i mean mm -hmm. they they're exacting some incredible change yeah 
And that's that's the exciting part, I think, of the show. Paul, have you ever been scared that there's going to be a case that you can't fix? Well, we, we have those all the time. There's been cases we can't fix, and we tell them we can't fix them, whether it's, you know, for whatever, it's gone too far, or they need uh, surgeries that I don't even do, called free flaps. You know, I mean, there's major things that I still can't do because they're yeah. just, they involve a hospital, they involve a microvascular surgeon. And I tell patients that all the time. I'm not scared of it. The point is, if I know I can't do it, and I can do a lot, though, on the face and the nose, mm-hmm. I'll either say, refer it out to someone who could, or I just say, you can't do it and hear the reasons why. Yeah. You know? But but it's it's not that many, thank God. Yeah. But I mean, like, for the cases that you do take on, do you ever get nervous, like, that it's like, you know how people like go and perform and they always still have some sort of stage fright. Like, do you ever get stage fright of going into a case and being like, can I, like, you know, you can do it, but like, what if you can't do it to the level that, do you know what I mean? Do you get what sure. I'm asking? This is- well, I get what you're asking because I'm afraid that you're going to make me go do cool sculpting, for example. <laughs> no, but you so, know what I mean? Like, this is very ever, serious. Do you I- ever get nervous? It's not going to turn out the way that you think it's going to turn out in your head. You, you know, I mean- you have to have the, first of all, the confidence level. You're going to go in there and kick butt and do the best you can. That's yeah. always top in my mind. Yeah. Um, I don't sit there and worry and ponder, uh, ponder about that because when I go into surgery, my goal is, here's my goal. Here's what I'm going to do. And I'm just going for it. Yeah. So it's not, I don't. Now, are you worried about risks and complications or yeah. you may not be able to get this as small as you would like it? Yes. Right. You always worry about things like that. Yeah. And, and that's normal. But the biggest thing, the doctor has to have a certain amount and level of confidence no matter what, just to make mm-hmm. sure that, you know, you know, because when you have that confidence going into something, that's already a head start. You know, yeah. your your head is in the right space. Yeah. Yeah. How long do you think you will be a plastic surgeon for? I mean, I think I want to slow down in about six years, five, six years. I want yeah. to enjoy me. After this, I kind of want to continue to work my butt off, but then I want to slow down and still operate, but not nearly as much. Yeah. Yeah. And is that part of the reason that you are launching other things like your skincare line and and going into other stuff? Yeah. I mean, of course, because, you know, as you know, remember, you know, when, just like with any other world business, I mean, with, with me, I mean, I'm at, if I stop operating, then basically there goes your income. Yeah, exactly. So, but I've always loved skincare. So, and my skincare line, thank God, is doing absolutely incredible. It's growing leaps and bounds, and I awesome. love it. And I really work on every darn thing that we do with that. And and um, I, I enjoy that, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, um, tell everybody the name of your skincare, where they can find it. It's, uh, well, the website is nasafmdskincare.com. Mm-hmm. And um, if you, you go from there, but you can see it in Amazon, Home Shopping Network, websites, numerous places. I mean, it's, and it's, it's uh, but the simplest and the best place, or my office, but yeah. the simplest and best place is nasafmdskincare.com. And if somebody's new to using your products, is there um, some hero products or some products in particular that you would suggest for them to start with? Yeah, I mean, the two main, even though there's some instant products too now that we have a lot of those, but the two main hero products are detox pads, which are great exfoliating pads that are incredible for your face and your neck and your decollete. And then what you were talking about, the serum, the Hydra screen, 
It's really called liquid gold. It's uh, hyaluronic acid serum, which your skin drinks it. Literally, you guys, it's such an amazing product. I am obsessed. Is that why over you're so it. pretty? Oh, you're so. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's because I've been using your your product on my skin that it, that I didn't need the Botox for a couple of years. No, I totally. And I'm looking need weathered because I haven't. The more hydration you have in your skin, the less wrinkles. Yeah, it's hydrated, yeah. plumping. 100%. And I actually really like it too because when you put like your makeup on on top of it, it's a great primer. So um, so that's great. Well, Paul, we can't say thank you enough for joining us on today's podcast. We are so excited for you and your new baby girl for you and Brittany. It's going to be such it's a gonna be amazing. fun, wonderful experience for you guys. And uh, well, tell everybody when Botched airs. Yeah. Botched airs 9 p.m. Eastern times on Mondays. Okay. Uh, and it's on, it'll be, something will be on all the way through October. Awesome. It's on, on E. Cool. And where can people find you on social media? Uh, let's see. DR, like doctor, Paul Massa, DR Paul Massa. And then I think, um, and that's actually also my, um, my website, drdrpaulmassa.com. Perfect. I'm there and listen, you guys love you guys. And when we go down to Newport, I'll let you know before we're coming so we can see you because I miss you guys. I know. Yeah, we would we love that. Too. Far too long. And I, I'd love to see Brittany pregnant. It'd be so fun. So thanks so much for joining us today, Paul. We love you and we will talk to you soon. Love you guys. Dr. Paul Nassif, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. He's such a nice guy. He's always been such a nice guy. Yeah, absolutely. And, love him. And you know, and I love it when I feel like hardworking people like him, you know, are successful, you know, like when you see people that just work hard, that have a good heart and then people like him that maybe went through like a messy divorce and a messy custody battle. And then they kind of have like a second rejuvenation of like life, you know, yeah. they meet the right partner again in their life and they get back on track with, you know, finding happiness. And now the fact that, you know, it was cute to hear him say that he's always wanted a girl. Um, you know, having three boys, I'm sure that like, you know, if you were going to have another baby, like let's, yeah, let's yeah, hope let's for a girl, a girl you know? Yeah. So I think it's kind of like you, like, you know, you had your two boys and you love your boys more than anything, but you were like, you know what, if I had a choice, sure. I'm going to be yeah. like, okay, Lord, let's, let's go for the girl this time. Cause you that's know? the experience I haven't had yet. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's really cool that he gets to experience. I um, do too. And he really, he, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. You know, Paul has always just been Paul. Yeah. Like every, you know, it can be, this is a perfect example because we cannot see him for six months. We yeah. cannot see him for a year. Yeah. And every time we bump into them, he's like genuinely excited to see you. Yeah. How's it going? You know, let's definitely get together. Just a really, really nice man. So yeah, yeah, yeah that was fun. Great. It was really fun. I'd love yeah. to catch up with him like yeah, that. We, and so we shall. And so we shall. Yeah. All right. So my question of the day is, I like it when people like Paul Nassif like embrace plastic surgery. I think that's awesome. I mean, I know he's a plastic surgeon. <laughs> I was going to say. And I know that like it benefits his business and all, but meaning still at the end of the day, I like it when people are open and on, especially in the public eye, because Paul could be like, oh no, I just look right. You know, yeah, like it's this, just genetics. It's just genetics or whatever. And and yeah. he he could be secretly doing it to keep his business, you know, doing well and being like, oh, if he looks good to... But I love the fact that he was honest about it, embraced it, and like just owned it. And then that's I, smart, though, kind of. Yeah, because because totally people are saying, "Look at the quality of the work I have access to. Like, look look at what I can do. I'm capable of this." Yeah, and I think don't I think, you expect your plastic surgeon to be like 
incredibly young looking. Well, not necessarily. It's like having a fitness trainer, but he's fat. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a good point. But no, I mean, I think like, listen, I think that, you know, sometimes people can way overdo it. And sometimes plastic surgeons, you know, might go and get too much work done. And then you're like, whoa, okay, I don't want to yeah. go to that guy because of that. So that's what was so nice about Paul is like, he looks really natural. He obviously chose the right doctor. He knew exactly what he was, you know, going for. And, and he looks great. And you can't even tell that he had plastic surgery, no. but he looks so young and great, you know? Well, so, that's the thing. We freaking know him. And I would have never assumed that he had any work done. No, had not he at not all. talked about it, I don't think I would have, re I yeah. would have realized. I just would have thought he lost weight and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so my question for you guys is if you were to choose to get plastic surgery, do you think you would be open about it and like tell your friends and family? You don't, not necessarily like post on social media because maybe that's too much for people. But like, do you, do you think you would feel comfortable like telling your friends and family and then almost letting people in on like a secret of like, hey, you too can look and feel really good. Cause like, cause like for me, I've always shared like what I've gotten done. I've said this before. I've never had plastic surgery. I totally want it. She's been <laughs> but, asking for plastic surgery for 10 years. Everyone says no. But most of the doctors I've gone to are like, no. Um, so, but now I'm getting to the age at like 42 where I'm really starting to see the wrinkles under my eyes. Uh, and like, no. Yes. Once again, doctor, you got denied. And um, it's because it was good lighting. Oh, and Jesus the point is, is that I really, I think that if I did do it, I do think that I would post about it and talk about it because I think that there's people out there that have insecurities and struggle and they don't know what they should do, if they should do it. And I think it's kind of But cool. you're different. What do you mean? Well, because you don't mind to overshare. <laughs> you're a sharer. Well, you know what it is? I like helping people. And like, if I know that me sharing the truth about like, okay, I'm insecure about this, but guess what? I figured out something to fix it and I can look better and feel better. Why wouldn't I want to share that with my friends? Well, no, that's true, but that's just kind of the position you're in. Because I also wonder, would a woman be more open to sharing the fact that she'd had some sort of a procedure done versus a guy? Yeah, that's true. Men, men, you know, we marinate, we close off. Yeah. We're typically not good sharers. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that even a word, share? Sharer. Sure. I don't know. Sure. I think it is. Sure. Maybe yeah. not. Anyways, that's our question of the day. Uh, we are so excited that you guys joined us. Thank you for tuning in every week. I love chatting with you guys here. I love getting your social media posts. So keep them coming and we will talk with you guys soon. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Not Too Taboo. You must remember to subscribe, download, and listen to uh, all Not Too Taboo podcasts because there's a lot of amazing content. We have incredible guests like Dr. Paul Massey. <laughs> and we just love talking to you guys. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, we'll catch you back here next week. Next week. Bye, guys.